Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop. Arongo Productions Production. Hello and welcome to Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop. I am your guest host, Matt, along with my um, co-guest host, Jonah. Say hello, Jonah. Hey, what's going on? Hunter, unfortunately, couldn't uh, he couldn't record today because, well, usually he records these episodes. Usually he can record about two to three episodes of this podcast while he's waiting for uh, Destiny 2 to load into the tower. Um, but now that he has uh, a, a Series X and a PS5, he doesn't have time to do that anymore. So he called us. Yeah, I, I, um, I have firsthand experience yeah. on that, and uh, can, it's it's wonderful. I can't even go on my phone now because I load in so fast. Oh my God! I uh, I don't know when I'm gonna take my bathroom breaks anymore. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Matt, uh, we're gonna go to the tower. I'll uh, I'll see you in a week. Not it's yeah. not that bad, but it's like it's it was so fucking bad. Hang on, I gotta go to the tower to get some uh, some bounties. Okay, well I'm just gonna go sign up for a master class. Oh, I got weaselled. I'll see you in about an hour and a half. Yeah. For those of you who don't um, know, weaselled is uh is an air code that boots you out to the main screen. And on the original Xbox, it took about an hour and a half to get back in because of those fucking load times. That's the biggest difference well, I see right now on the uh, the Xbox Series X, for me at least. It's those load times are sweet, silky smooth. Yeah. Um, you know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for... Uh... The people who at game studios who who did the um, the loading screen tips they're out of a job now. I know, like I I see one tip per and it's on for like maybe five seconds at most. I was playing Assassin's Creed and um, I couldn't even finish reading the tip. Oh, is that fast? Yeah. God, I remember um, Assassin's Creed loading times. Even like even the old ones, Assassin's Creed Two. Back when you were Desmond Miles or whatever his name was? Yeah, Desmond Miles. He was the modern-day protagonist. Okay. But he doesn't exist anymore. No. Well, no, he died in Assassin's Creed 3. Um, and then it, it was very um, anticlimactic. And then um, they... I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the modern day anymore. I don't think there is. Do they show? There's, it, it, it's kind of there. It's kind of there, but it's like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> There's no overarching plot anymore. There's no purpose. There's no purpose towards the modern day stuff anymore, other than oh, you're probably someone in an animus no, machine. Anyway, um, so today is the final day, the final episode of our three-week-long eighth-gen retrospective. The ninth gen is upon us, and it is magical. Um, so far we went over our top ten favorite games of 8th gen, our top 10 least favorite games of 8th gen, and so now we will list the top 10 games that we think defined the 8th gen. These are the games that we believe people will still be talking about 30 years from now when they're talking about video game history, and they go on, they, they go over to the textbook chapter, 8th gen, these are the games that'll be in that textbook. Mm. Yeah. But before we do that, um, a lot of news. A lot of news this week. Feeling for something sweet? Yeah. Um, lot, 
big news week, so it's going to be lots and lots and lots of hot takes with extra syrup. Sweet, mm-hmm. sweet, mm-hmm. juicy, mm-hmm. sweet, juicy syrup. Anyway, the first uh, – this I, I'm going to start off with the most important piece of news, okay? Okay. Hit me with it. And the most important piece of news is that um, if you sign up to Thrive Fantasy with our promo code CULTUREPOP, then when you make your first deposit of either $20, $30, $40, or $50, you will get that same amount put back in your account. So now you have double. That's mm. right. Yeah. And you're going to want to do that because Thrive Fantasy is fantasy sports made easy. Okay? You don't have to worry about textbooks and textbooks filled with stats because it's only top-tier player prop bets. Very simple, very easy. It's NFL season. Okay? Get on it, man. Get on it. You're going to want to win that money. Win that sweet, sweet money. And you can win even more with our promo code. Because when you use our promo code and you get that bonus, now you have more money. And more money means more money to win. Do it. You can sign up at Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store or their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. That was was perfect. That That was a great piece of news, Matt. Um, anyway, for some, uh, for some other news, some less important news, um, a 30-day free trial of Disney Plus is now part of Game Pass. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, don't you think? Game oh, Pass yeah. is becoming something more than what anyone could have expected, like, six years ago, or whenever it came out. Do you, do you remember that episode of South Park with the, the Trapper Keeper? Oh, of course. How can you not? That's Game Pass. Game Pass is a trapper <laughs> keeper, and it's just going to absorb everything. It's just every, like, I mean, when did it come out? Like, I remember a few years ago when we started playing Sea of Thieves, you were like, oh, you know, I, I it's on Game Pass. I'm like, who would, what kind of games are on Game Pass? Why would anybody get Game Pass? But now it's so like, good. if you have an Xbox and you don't have Game Pass... You're seriously... Even if, you, even if you don't have an Xbox, if you have a PC... Or a PC, you know what I mean, come on. Actually, even if you, if don't, you don't have, have a PC, if you have, an, if you have an Android phone... Noah does play cloud. video game on Android phone. My brother? He'll yeah. be downstairs playing some of that saucy Destiny 2, streaming it to his Android phone. I played a, I, I played a couple I played a couple games on the cloud on my phone. It was pretty sweet. Um, I haven't done bad. it a lot because I haven't done it a lot because I, I want one of those um, controller things. Oh yeah, he he bought one. I don't know where he gets it or he got it. But which one did he buy? The ones that make your phone into like a Nintendo Switch or the one that attaches your phone to your actual Xbox controller? It's like that thing that attaches to the back of the controller that has yeah. like that window uh that place that you put your phone yeah that's i don't know which one of those that i want because i'm not, I'm not going to get both you know it's uh it's tough sell i, I think both are good but in the commercials I, like... I see the uh the one that my brother has so i don't i don't know i don't know what's good i feel what's like, not i feel like for portability's sake if i want to play a game on my phone you know somewhere other than my house i don't want to you know drag along my xbox controller with me you know what i mean that's true. 
but like that's why I'm kind of leaning towards if I'm gonna get one, I'm gonna get like the um the one that turns your phone into a switch. Because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play on my phone with my controller, like what I'm gonna take my controller everywhere. Possibly, I mean, controllers aren't massive. It's like the size, like it's it's smaller than an, the actual switch, you know. But it's just it's just like playing on like a eight inch screen or like a six inch screen, however big the phone is. That's basically what when you you like the shit that my brother has is you're it's it, you're playing Xbox on a eight inch screen or six and whatever yeah. it is seven inch six inch. That's my, exactly what it is. Size doesn't matter, Jonah. I know. I know. You of all people should know that. Yeah. As a proud member of Macropolis, I know. Anyway, um, enough about Game Pass. Yeah. Here's some other good news. Um, Insomniac will, in fact, release an update to Spider-Man PS4 around uh, American Thanksgiving. That will allow you to export your save file to the PS5 remastered version. How much backlash do you think they got in the past week or so, leading up I, to? I don't know, but I remember we. I, I remember when they announced this, and I was. I, I thought it was a very dumb move not to allow you to uh, transfer your saves. Um, I'm very happy they changed this because I might actually buy the remastered version now. Do you not? Do you not have Miles Morales? I do, but I just bought the regular edition. Okay. Right. I wasn't gonna. I was because I wasn't gonna buy the remaster, so I'm not gonna pay twenty dollars extra for to get a game I'm never gonna play. But now I might get it because now I might play it because now I can play New Game Plus and keep all my uh, suits that I unlocked. But you've already 100 percent of the game, bro. What what else is there to do? I can replay the story. New game plus with all of my upgrades and all of my costumes. You know, you know, you gotta have that sweet, sweet gigabyte room on the PlayStation because those gigabytes are precious. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Especially because, uh, unlike the, uh, the the Series X, you cannot store PS5 games on an external hard drive. Oh, you can't. No, like on the Series X, you you can. You can store ex- you can store every game on an external hard drive, and then you can't play Series X games off an external hard drive, but you can store them there and then transfer them to the SSD when you want to play them. The PS5, you can store PS4 games on an external hard drive and play them off of that, but you cannot store PS5 games on an external hard drive. They have to be stored internally. And you cannot currently buy any... Um, you you can't like buy any storage expansions right now because uh, they haven't said which ones are compatible. <laughs> I don't know what's uh, I don't know what's worse, whether the Xbox Seagate is like a million dollars for uh, an extra terabyte or no no compatibility because uh, I I'd say no compatibility is worse because. You can get a regular, for your Xbox, you can get a regular hard drive pretty cheap and just keep your games stored on there, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do that for the PS5. I mean, they'll eventually have, you know, external hard drive options, but right now they don't. I just think that Seagate thing for the Series X is so fucking expensive. Like, I have a 3.5 terabyte hard drive that I've been keeping my games for my yeah, Xbox yeah, One. That's 
that's the thing though. SSDs are expensive. That's not that's like that's not expensive for an SSD. Oh, it's not. Not really, no. Okay. I I know nothing because I'm a tech target. Yeah. SSDs are way more expensive than HDDs. Okay. Well, I learn something new every day because uh. There's there's a reason they're more expensive. More compact. I don't know. Have you noticed how fast Destiny loads? That's true. SSD. That's why they're more expensive. That's why they won't. That's why you can't play it off of uh, those hard hard drives. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. The the um, I'm call. You know what? I'm just gonna call them Xbox memory cards because that's what they are. They. <laughs> that's that's a perfect analogy. And you know what? I'm all for I'm all for it because you know what? I love memory cards. Um. But um. I honestly thought the games would be more compressed. Like I, I wasn't think. Like I'm not thinking. I, I think Cold War that just came out. It's like 90 gigs or something. And that's just that's already 190 gigs. Is it 190 gigs? That's already. I I believe so. That's. But that's if you have that's if you have both the campaign and the multiplayer installed. I don't know how much it is. Each part is individually. That's already um, a sixth of no, that's like a third of the PS5 and uh, a. A fourth of the Xbox. Yeah, sorry, math. Yeah. It's, it's not my forte. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, on to some more news. Um, Johnny Depp has resigned from his role in the Fantastic Beast films after being requested by Warner Brothers. He filmed one scene for the film, which entitled him to his full salary per the terms of his contract. So he got about ten million dollars for one scene, but he Wait. also got fired. Is this the whole thing with his? ex-wife Amber Heard I'm presumably that's why they fired him I thought like she was in the wrong and he was innocent I don't know well okay well okay so basically he was suing he wasn't suing her he was suing a magazine because they called him a wife beater and he said he he said that was incorrect so he was suing them for libel and then during the case it came out that um, Amber Heard was also physically abusive towards him but i guess the judge determined that that but i guess the judge determined that even if she was still physically abusive towards him the case was about him being a wife beater so if he did in fact hit her he is a wife beater so he lost the case so he's a wife beater so they fired him god i i mean they're both johnny depp is is one of the most talented actors and that's there's it's no excuse I, I feel- I but, feel like they're both. I feel like they're both in the wrong. It was clearly an abusive relationship. They both abused each other. Um, but in this case, the case was about him being a wife beater, not her being a husband beater. So he's a wife beater, and they fired him. There's a big petition now online to get Amber Heard fired from Aquaman. I've seen that. Like I've seen that because yeah. I. I mean, I guess it's fair if if he was if he got fired for hitting his wife, she should be fired for hitting her husband. But I mean, what if he hit her during like some role play or something, and then they get in a big fight, and he's like, "Oh, he he fucking hit me." No, I don't fucking know. Who cares? It, they're both terrible people, I, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're both. I don't know if they're both terrible people, but it was a terrible relationship. Yeah, I mean, and... this is some tabloid shit. I don't think it was did. a terrible relationship. They're both to blame. They both abused each other. But in this case, he's the one that got fired. 
Yeah, but he still made $10 million for but yeah, a fraction of the st- work. Yeah, he still made full salary. So, I mean, it's not all bad, but he did get fired, and I guess it's going to be very hard for him to get more work. But I guess he doesn't really need the money. I mean... Or, or does he? I don't know. Is he, like, addicted to drugs again? I don't know. Who knows? Let's move on to happier news. Chris yeah. Pratt, Star-Lord, <laughs> is officially in Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, really? Yes. <clears throat> that sounds like a magnificent time. They're, they uh, they need to have a on-screen bromance because they, they got such great chemistry together. Oh, they really do. The two Chris's. Oh, Chris and Chris. Star-Lord yeah. and, and Thor. Star-Lord and, and Thunder-Lord. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. I hope they get more. I hope they get some of the other guardians in there as well. I'd love to see Big Daddy, Big Daddy Dave. Oh yeah, Big Daddy Dave. Suit uh, up. You know what? We, come on, we gotta get the As Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I'd love to see that. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, okay. So November seventh was N seven day, which everyone knows. Mm, yeah. Mass Effect day. And so oh. Mass Effect, <laughs> oh, Mass, really? Ma- Mass Effect Legendary Edition was announced. This includes all three games from the original trilogy, including DLC in 4K resolution. They've all been updated to perform better in the modern age. It's not a remake, though. Make that clear. It's not a full remake. They've ported it over. They've touched up the resolution. They've slightly tweaked the mechanics to make it less clunky to play in this day and age. Um, it is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2021. Uh, there is no uh, PS5 Series X specific version, but uh, it is forwards compatible. Okay. And uh, they also announced that a new Mass Effect game is currently in development. Mm. So exciting news if you're a Mass Effect fan. Who, uh, Which I am. So. I even like Andromeda. That's con- that's a that's a hot take right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know it is, but I like it. It's fun. It's a good game. The shooting is fantastic. I was gonna say like, oh wow, it's a it's a full the full bundle. I was like, maybe they'd pay more if it was just the first two, but uh, no, I I digress. So, because they're they've announced that they're working on a, a fourth, if it is a fourth. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a what it is I don't know if it's a sequel to Andromeda I don't know if it's a completely new thing yeah, I don't here. know if it's a all they said was a new Mass Effect game that's it shocker Mass Effect Anthem edition what happened Anthem to Anthem 2.0 <laughs> Anthem 2.0 it's we're, now a Mass Effect game yeah, we're, re, we're repackaging it as Mass Effect four. Yeah, Anthem 2.0 is no longer Anthem. <laughs> Anthem's dead. You think and it's, no one, it's and no one weeped. You think it's uh, it's fully in the coffin. Like they're not, they're not like secretly working on it, like doing a No Man's Sky, bringing it back from the dead, and it's gonna Anthem? be a yeah. No, they're working on Anthem. Oh, so they're trying. They're gonna try to do like a No Man's Sky. Type deal? Yeah, they've been they've been working on Anthem for like eight years or however long Anthem's been out. Yeah, but like to to it, to remake it, it's called Anthem 2.0. <laughs> it's 
Like, that's official. <laughs> Anthem 2.0, they're reworking it. I think a couple weeks ago, um, some concept art was released of, 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 I don't know, of something. Some, like, armor shit, or, like, some concept of, like, new menus and reworking of, of whatever systems for Anthem 2.0, but I don't know. It's well, like It's like a... It's a corpse team that's working on it. It's like there's like 15 people working on it. Yeah, that shows how much uh, they care about it's it. It's sad. It's sad. <laughs> um, but at, you know what? They don't have to care about Anthem because nobody else does. It's like a team of undergrads working on a dying body and be like, oh, yeah, just just uh, keep going at it. We'll, we'll be over here working on uh, the big boy games. Yeah. Anyway, um, last piece of news, and, and this is a big one. This is my favorite piece of news from the whole week. Um, and that is that uh, AEW, um, All Elite Wrestling, for you uh, people who aren't part of the Cool Kids gang and don't know what it an AEW is, have announced a bunch of games. They had an event on YouTube where uh, Kenny Omega came out dressed as Steve Jobs <laughs> complete with black turtleneck jeans and glasses and uh, he announced an AEW game is being made for current and next-gen systems they showed off a cinematic trailer based on a very early build of the game that they currently have it's being developed by Ukes who made the old WWE games um, can I just say, uh, I used to think Yukes was Yuck Yucks. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I was like, oh, Yuck Yuck, Yuck Yuck Gaming. Oh, it's going to be funny. Why is this comedy club making wrestling games? Yeah, why is it making wrestling games, and why is the game not that funny? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they showed off a, a cinematic trailer of this, um, which they said is a, from a very early build of the game. Uh, the graphics looked, um, they didn't look... They looked uh, uh, like a mix between like cartoony and realistic, so it wasn't quite, you know, like WWE All Stars or Battlegrounds, but it's not quite, you know, like 2K. Mm -hmm. uh, it looked fine, um, but I, I I do expect it to get better because they did say this was an early build. Um, yeah, because uh, if someone ex like described how was the sex last night, it was fine. I, that's never. Uh... Listen, man, fine sex is better than no sex. That's true. On your end, though. Okay. Let's, so you, uh... <laughs> so, you, so you, you're telling me you would rather have no sex than fine sex? No, I'd rather have fine sex for me, but I'd want it to be great sex for her. Oh, yeah. Um, can I let you in on a little secret? No, let's uh, let's let's move on. Okay. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, the secret is that uh, it's never going to be great for her. That's okay. Such is the such is the life of us, the tiny penis gang. The macropenis uh, gang, actually. I don't uh, know what that means. Micropenis. Oh. But it sounds more official, right? Yeah. Anyway, so after Kenny Omega was done with this announcement... Um, Referee Aubrey Edwards, who is an excellent referee, um, came out, interrupted him. Uh, she was wearing a ref shirt, and then she took off her ref shirt to reveal she was wearing a black T-shirt. And then she pulled the sleeves down, and it turned into a turtleneck. And then she was also dressed as Steve Jobs. Jesus Christ! 
Seems like this was rehearsed was, a bunch. Which was hilarious. And then she revealed that they're also making an AEW general manager mobile game where you are a general manager and you book the shows and hire talent and it looks like a roushous good time. I thought you were going to be like, AEW my referee mode. <laughs> you can, you, uh, you're, it's your job Listen, to man, start in the GM underbellies. Mode. And, GM uh, mode back in the day, like SmackDown vs. Raw, 06, 07, GM oh, mode was the that. bomb. I remember that. People used to make their own fucking storylines with the cutscenes. Anyway. Oh. I mean, anyway. it, it's not going to take a lot to to dethrone WWE 2K because we all saw where that yeah. fucking pile of dumpster shit is hanging yeah, right 2K, now. 2K20. Um, anyway, after that, uh, Britt Baker came out. Uh, also dressed as Steve Jobs and uh, announced that uh, you can now buy an AEW Games t-shirt on shopaew.com. Mm. And then Cody Rhodes came out, also dressed as Steve Jobs, and announced an AEW Double or Nothing th- themed uh, casino game. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's I just... guess it's just, it, it's just looks, it looks like it's just an AEW gambling game. I don't know. Um, and then at the end of the presentation, Kenny Jobs, that's what I wrote here in my notes, uh, revealed that the lead developer of WWF No Mercy, that's right, that WWF No Mercy, is on the team making the AEW game, the main one. Hmm. So, very good sign. Very good sign. Just the I, fact that that guy is working on it. I, I mean, I, I'd much rather be in... Uh, AEW shoes and whatever the fuck's going on at 2K. Yeah, but just the fact that they got the guy who's the lead developer of No Mercy. Is that your favorite wrestling game of all time? My favorite is Here Comes the Pain, but those are the top two. It's widely agreed upon that those are the best two wrestling games. No Mercy and Here Comes the Pain. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. If you ask if you ask a wrestling fan like what's the best wrestling game, they like it's gonna be one of those two. It's just a matter of personal preference, but it's gonna be one of those two. So it's a very good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, thing is like, did this guy have that much influence, or um, was it the team around him that was really good? But I mean, Yucks created some good shit back in the day. Like yeah. those those Yucks games were fun as hell. And I mean, he was the lead dev, so I'm assuming he was like the main driving force. You gotta think so, but you gotta have a good yeah. team around you. Uh, Obviously, you have to have a good team as well. But um, I think I think uh, I think they can pull it off. One man can't win a championship for your team, but one man can win a championship in AEW wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, one man can win a championship for your team. His name is LeBron James. Hey. That's not true. Sometimes that, it that, is. That one year, it was true. But the other years, he had some talent around him. He had the big three, baby. But Miami you admitted big that three. one year, you admitted that one year it was true. One year, it was pretty true. But he, so therefore, but he had, if, it, if it was true once, then it is true because it happened. But, I mean, that's that's just... Uh, no, he had some people around him. But he it was he carried a lot of like the heavy load. You know, he had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, you know, two uh, all-star athletes. But who cares? That's – fuck that. Fuck LeBron James. Fuck. 
Yeah, Steve fuck Kev- him. Fuck him, yeah. Fuck LeBron James. I'm still going to watch Space Jam 2, though. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on to uh, the main topic of the day. Yeah, or uh, let's let's talk about one more thing. You see all those uh, viral, viral video of that Xbox smoking? Uh, oh, yeah, the Xbox smoke. People are, people are uh, puffing vape smoke into their Series X uh, to make it look like it's on fire. Yeah, I, I mean, from first of all, from my point of view, like the the top hole, the top holes is like, oh, is are, is dust going to be easily, like easily going to my system? It's a it's 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 a fan, man. No, I know. And then I'm, I think to myself, uh, I can't remember. There's there was a, there's a fear of like honeycomb type uh, patterns, and I have that. Not a fear. You're afraid of honeycombs? Not, I'm not afraid of them, but it gives me the willies. So you never had honeycomb cereal as a child? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure I have, but there, there's a fear of like these a certain type of pattern, and all those holes on top if of the Xbox One definitely gives me the willies, and uh, so I barely, I, I try to keep low so I don't see the holes on the top, but. The the whole smoking thing I think is hilarious. Did a Xbox actually tweet out? I can't believe I'm saying this. But yes, they did. Not. That's a real tweet. That's a real tweet. Yes. Okay. I think it's hilarious, but people need to. I was like, oh shit, here we go again. Fucking Samsung Note 2.0. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um. No. I, I. Anybody who knows how electronics works would would know immediately that it's not. It's it's fake. God, if it got if it got hot enough to light on fire, it would shut itself down before it lit on fire. Oh, so it was it was on, and I, I didn't watch the video because I just saw the pictures, and I just thought, what a fucking bunch of idiots! Yeah, no, they were on because that's how the smoke came out because the fan blew the the vape uh, out. But uh, any, uh... yeah, anybody that knows how electronics works know that like if if it's overheating, it turns itself off. <laughs> right? Have you have you have has your Xbox One ever shut down and said, you know, overheated? That's because that's no. what electronics do. But I definitely thought my Xbox was gonna blow up one time because it was so fucking hot. And uh, I mean, uh, like the things people do. That's all I have to say. The things people do. But it, it was pretty. Fun. It's pretty funny to uh to do that and then get get a reaction all the way for, to the from the top but again xbox is well, with, they have, with, is xbox, with the memes xbox has to say, xbox has to say something because if somebody <clears throat> if somebody blows vapes sees the video and then copies it and blows vape smoke into their xbox and then their xbox breaks because you blew vape smoke into it and it rusted <laughs> the motherboard if xbox hadn't you know, if if they do that, if somebody does that and goes to Xbox like, hey, my Xbox broke. You didn't say anything about not puffing vape smoke into it. Well, you know, so they have to say something. Well, my bad. Because now they, now they can say if somebody does break their Xbox doing that, they can say, well, we told you not to puff vape smoke into it, dumbass. Yeah, that's that's very true. Right? It's like it's like if you ever walk down the city and then you see a random bar and there's a sign in front of it, no boogie boarding. 
Like, well, why, why, why would there have to be a sign that says no boogie boarding on the street? Well, because somebody probably injured themselves boogie boarding, and since there was no rule that said you can't do it, the bar got in trouble. Yeah, there's always uh, there's always those those ground setting rule makers. Yeah, idiots. They're called idiots, Jonah. Yeah, I've never been one of them, but let me tell you, my brother has. He is quite the rule maker, and uh, he's proud of it. So. <laughs> That's sad. It's okay. It's just a couple camp rules. Can't remember what they're about. Maybe he'll tell me another time, and I can share it with you. <laughs> I think it's time. It's that time of the it's that time of the night, Matt. Well we get into the part three, the third part, the trilogy, the the trifecta. Triumphant. Triumphant of this eighth gen extravaganza. Yes, it is. So this is how this is gonna work, people. Okay, people? I'll just say this, people, and I'm calling you all people, okay? Actually, I'm not going to call you people, listeners, because there might be, like, a dog listening who's going to tweet me, I'm not a person, you insensitive fuck. Or some non-binary person that says, I don't identify as a people. You know, yeah. okay. you know, in Destiny, they change it from masculine to, and feminine guardians instead of male and female guardians. So, uh... Hey, listen, you know what? I identified as an Apache helicopter for four months in the summer. Uh, you know, I uh, I just, you know, my, my guardian's a male. And uh, and he's a robot. So, an exo, to be more specific. So, you know what? Fuck, I ain't masculine. I'm a feminine male. That's right. Well, we knew, we knew that. Anyway, yeah. So, listeners, this is how this is going to work, okay? Because me and Jonah have have played lots of different games individually. Um, what's going to happen? Okay, but it, like previously, our our last two episodes, it was individual top ten. So it was my top ten favorites and least favorites, his top ten favorites and least favorites. But since this is genre generation defining, not genre defining, generation defining. I almost said genre defining. We, we, we can't, in good conscience, give you two lists of generation-defining games. Because if, if these are the games that define the generation, it should be one list. So what we're going to do is I'm going to say the game that I think should be on the list. Then Jonah's going to say the game he thinks should be on the list. And then we're going to have to debate each other until we come to a consensus of which game goes on the list. It'll probably be a list of Matt's top ten, because I'm a beta bitch and I'll concede every time. And there's no shame in that. <laughs> but we'll, uh, you got to listen to find out, because what if number three, I'm, I, I convince him. You know, you got to yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, so I'm going to start off the list. I think the 10th most generation-defining game is Fortnite. I hate saying this, because I hate Fortnite. Um... I think it sucks. I think it's boring. I don't enjoy playing it. I don't enjoy the art style. I really don't enjoy it at all. But I cannot deny that Fortnite um, didn't create a genre, but it popularized a genre. This thing went worldwide. 
Here's hundreds and hundreds of battle royales now because of Fortnite. There's there's dozens and dozens of battle passes because of Fortnite. There's there's hundreds of thousands, millions even of kids flossing because of Fortnite. This thing is this thing is is it has to be. It has to be on the list. I I agree that it has to be on the list. I'm going to tell you I think it deserves to be higher because um not only has it has it popularized the like the the uh, what is it called battle royale genre um it's the biggest game since world of warcraft um whether i liked it which i don't i absolutely hate the game i think it is extremely nauseating to play um both physically and mentally um and it's just it's just not a great game but it's it, it was extremely popular and it was as popular as World of Warcraft was. It took over the world. God, mm-hmm. Travis Scott had a goddamn fucking concert in Fortnite. This is this is my thing, okay? I don't think we can we can really rank these games based on popularity. It I agree, but Fortnite also because, because popularized it, the uh, the battle pass now. Yeah, every and, game, I, and I, I said that it did. Every game and their mothers, like legit, every game and their mothers, my mother's game has a battle pass. My mother's game, Candy Crush, the only game she plays now, has a battle pass, and it's because of Fortnite. Okay. Now, I, I'm going to tell you why I don't think we should put it higher than 10. Because, well, as, as, as generation-defining as it is, and as influential as it has been... Most of those influences are not good ones. I mean, for a lot of kids, it is, and for those kitty streamers, like Ninja. No, no. no, no, no. But most of the things that it has created, okay, that it has popularized, battle passes and and flossing and <laughs> and battle royale games, those aren't positives. Those aren't positive influences. So I can't, in good conscience, put this higher than ten. You know, um, the thing is, it, it, it's so funny because every game now has a battle pass. Um, like Hearthstone now has a tavern pass. NBA has seasonal passes. Uh, they might be free, but you have to pay to win if you want to fucking actually get the top prize. FIFA battle pass. Call of Duty battle pass. Destiny, Destiny battle, battle pass. pass. Candy Crush battle pass. I mean, it's like... I don't mind them, right? It it encourages playing throughout the season and doing challenges in game, but FOMO. It also encourages FOMO. Yeah. What Nobody FOMO? likes FOMO. Fear of missing out. True. Where the game begs you do this or do this within this time frame. Play this game. Don't play other games because if you do, you're gonna miss this. You're gonna want it. Also. In other games now, also not a positive. No, I know. So I cannot, no. in good conscience, rank this above ten. What would you put at number ten? I, I, I you know, I'm not even going to go there because I was going to put this like top five Fortnite, but I, I, I think for for my sanity and the fact that I dislike the game so much, not because it's a bad game, it's just because I did, I don't enjoy most battle royale games and um i mean the only one i do enjoy is is apex and 
that's not on the list. Um, so I'll agree with you that Fortnite will go number 10. Wow, okay. And I have one pick on the list, and Jonah doesn't even counter it with a pick. He just agrees. Yeah, but this this crosses off my Fortnite, so I can pick another choice for... Uh... Yeah, okay. Um, well, my number nine pick is uh, is another multiplayer game, uh, but it's a better multiplayer game. My number nine pick is Overwatch. Um, I also have this on my list. Yeah, Overwatch, okay, popularized hero shooters. You ever play a, a, a multiplayer game that has unique heroes with their own sets of abilities? Yeah, you thank Overwatch for that, okay? Overwatch didn't invent it. It made it, it, made it popular and accessible, Okay. No, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna counter you, okay? Not with another game, but the, to put Overwatch higher again. Oh, really? To put Overwatch higher? Yeah. Um, how many games? Can you name like three other hero-based games where there's specific roles like the tank, the medic, the uh, like? What what is some of the other roles in Overwatch? I haven't played it for years. But tank, medic, and damage. Damage, exactly. Can you name the only other one I can think of is Battleborn, and that one was shit, and barely made it off its feet. There's no other games because Overwatch has, has done what Fortnite did and kind of put a like stomp them out because it's so much better of a game. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Overwatch is a much better game. I I, I really enjoy Overwatch. Um, but. I don't think I, I will counter your argument with your exact same argument. I do not, I cannot think of other um, hero shooters like that, um, because there really aren't that many. There's yes, no... there are. There are other hero shooters with heroes in them, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody saw how popular Overwatch was. Oh, we gotta have we gotta have unique heroes in our games, but none of them really took the and they'll. None of them took the roles, you know. There's no medic, damage healer. In Valorant. In, in. Well, actually. I don't know. I never played Valorant. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking the closest thing I can think to Overwatch yeah. is Valorant. Valorant. And, but I think okay, Valorant. I think Valorant does have. I think Valorant does have roles. I played it a couple times. But I feel like Valorant is more on the edges of. Counter-Strike with a dose of Overwatch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when, when you play, you know, Rainbow Six, you know, yeah, you have your you have your heroes, you have your operators, mm-hmm. but you don't have a medic tank damage. You know, when you play Apex, you don't have medic tank damage. I mean, you do, but not to the extent of Overwatch where you can, like, you're, yeah. you're like, you go around if, as, like, if, as, like, Mercy... Yeah, or... if you have a team in Apex with no tank, you can still do fine. Yeah, it's not like it limits right? you. If you do, if you do a match of Overwatch with no tank, you're you're severely handicapped. In you... fact, so much so that like they actually um, a couple a year or two after the game released, they updated it so t- you cannot you know like it forces you into there needs to be two dps there needs to be a medic there needs to be two tanks 
No, I know. Like you can to make it fair, because there were too many matches where people just wouldn't play as a as a medic. So you'd have a team with no medic, and there's you're not going to win without a medic. It's it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I I so I can see your argument where um, there's just no um, there's no real there wasn't really any competition to Overwatch, yeah. and that's I guess that's why it's so big and it's a cultural right? phenomenon. Like, Fortnite influenced like so many of the basically the exact same gameplay, like a direct copy, right? Overwatch influenced everything else in in much smaller ways, like mm-hmm. not a whole oh there's like Overwatch clones, right? Just in ways like okay, so people want heroes, so we'll give them that because Overwatch gave them that, right? We'll give them you know capture and you know defend modes like the overwatch you know escort the payload mode right but there's nothing out there that's just oh well let's copy overwatch let's make that style of that's not a genre over you know like fortnite battle royale that's a that's a big genre now overwatch is still it's very much its own thing Mm -hmm. it also introduced loot boxes which is not so good of an influence is that overwatch did i I always thought like it came out way before. When did Overwatch come out? Like 2016? Yeah. I always thought it was like before that. I remember, um, I don't know. I feel like Black Ops 3 had loot boxes or like loot crates. I'm pretty sure Overwatch came out before Black Ops 3. You might be right. I'm just thinking like, because like there's loot boxes and there's like battle passes. Um, yeah, but Overwatch, Overwatch popularized loot boxes because in Overwatch, when Overwatch came out, um, like it's not pay to win or anything like that, right? So, but like what happened is in Overwatch, you unlock loot boxes when you level up and you get random stuff. Okay. And then other game makers were like, you know, we can do that, but make people pay for it. Okay. I'll uh because the the loot box thing, I'll I'll put it at number nine. Okay, so I'm two for two with Jonah not even offering up an alternative game. Okay. Okay, here's my number eight. Okay. Wait, um, can I ask you one thing? Go ahead. Um, do you have any other neg- like being on the list for being negative? Uh, I don't think so. Because I have a couple. Okay, I don't. I don't think I do. Those are only. Those are only two. I think. Um, I'll. Uh, I'll let you go for number eight now. Okay. Number eight. My number eight is Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I'll tell you why, okay? I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. This game, this game wasn't the first of these remakes that have happened this gen, but it was certainly the best, okay? And it's still certainly um, the pinnacle of horror games of the gen. And I think when people look back, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, and they look back, 8th generation of consoles, what were the games that were must-play? What were the games that will still hold up? If 30 years from now, if you're going to play one horror game from the PS4 or Xbox One, what's it going to be? It's going to be Resident Evil 2 Remake. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's still the best horror game. It's the best remake of the generation. Um, 
it, it it's uh it's just a it's it's a masterclass. It, it reintroduced the world to to Resident Evil, the classic style Resident Evil. You know, Resident Evil Seven is amazing, and it uh, revamped and revitalized Resident Evil. But this is classic Resident Evil gameplay. This is classic horror. It's it's amazing horror, and and yeah. This is this is a generation defining game. Not so much in how it influenced others, but in how it uh, it it reached the pinnacle. This was the pinnacle of remakes. This was the pinnacle of horror. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to counter you with a shitter, okay? Okay. Now I have a, I have two shitters left on my list, or I have I have three shitters that I could pull from my list, okay? Mm -hmm. Um. But I think no other shitter will be remembered as much as Anthem was for the absolute shit show. Not only was it a shit show, um, everything about the game was horrible. The 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 from the, the development. Not everything. The flying was fun. Was it fun? I didn't the play long enough to really, to really the remember that shit. The flying was kind of fun. The um, shooting worked. It was fluid. You know. It was a game where they banned a streamer for uh, for an exploit that they allowed in the game, and they banned him for exploit using that exploit and not patching it, just banned him. That's that's the type of shit. They had a it was a whole different game a year before they released it. Not only was it a shitty game, it was a shitty game published by EA, which made it even more bittersweet. And people are gonna look back on 2019 and remember the massive flop that everyone thought was going to be a huge competitor to destiny and remember that anthem was one of the biggest miserable fails of all time and i doubt it's not going to come back like no man's sky it's going to stay dead because that's where it belongs in the fucking ground and <laughs> and, and you think this deserves a spot on the on the generation defining games list yeah i think that there has to be some shitters because for as good as generation eight was, there was some shitters. Now, if you don't like this pick, um, I could, I could give you WWE 2k 20 because uh, God that if there's no defining moment of sports games in the eighth generation, that's the, that's the shining moment right there. WWE 2k 20. So uh, take your pick. Hmm. Do we put a game on the list for generation-defining games? Do we put a game that will forever be known as a buggy, unfinished piece of crap? No, now 2K, 2K20. It's just, it was just at the top of the list. It's, it's, it's the fact that sports video games it does have its market, and I love sports video games, but it. These games shouldn't come out every single year. It's it's it, it's come to that where you see the the transition from uh, one year to the next, especially in the eighth gen, when there wasn't really much more that they can do after 2K17 or like NBA or like NHL or Madden 18. Um, and then it was just the same game, just updated rosters. It's it's and then 2K20 was just the epitome of shit when it came to. I don't think any sports game should ever be on a generation-defining list. Okay, so Anthem it is. <laughs> hmm. So you think that 30 years from now, when people look back at 8th Gen, they're more likely to talk about Anthem 
than Resident Evil 2 remake. Okay, I'll uh, I'll give you my Just third and final shitter. Just because of how amazingly shitter, okay? shitty it was. I'll give you my third and final shitter, and I'm 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 shooting my shitter load, okay? So you. Oh my god, how many shitters are you gonna put on this list? I have I had three, okay, and I had one alternative. So to Were the all shitter. three meant for the same spot? No, but I was just um, I have an alternative to to one of my shitters. So basically, okay. this is just, two. You know what? Just just give me both of your shitters. Give me the sh- last shitter and give me the alternative. Oh, it's it's Anthem and Fallout 76. Okay, um, Anthem because Fallout 76 actually did turn around. No, I know. There's a there's a pretty uh, it's a good community now for Fallout 76. They have a good community. They they fixed most of the bugs. They added NPCs. There's an expansion now. Yeah, and, and it's with... Bethesda, and Bethesda seems to they know what they're fucking doing. Um, no, there's a new expansion coming out now with the Brotherhood of Steel. Everything's everything's good now with that game. No, I know. You enjoy it, and that's that says something. I enjoyed it for a little. I haven't played it in a while. Um, but so what, what I did play, I, I enjoyed. So what you're saying is number eight, Anthem. I guess. I don't know why. Okay, no more shitters. But I just thought that there has to there had to be a shitter on the list because a a, gener, a generation isn't defined by only great games. It's defined by the shitters as well. I I certainly hope not. Um. Anyway, my number, <laughs> my number seven. Speaking of Anthem, Anthem failed to live up to my number seven, which is Destiny, slash Destiny Two. It's both of them because they're both eighth gen games, and they're both kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they're they're they these are the big. Destiny, um, is the looter shooter. It's the games as service. It's the only one so far that's worked. Many have yeah. come after it. Many have tried to take its throne. Many have tried to not necessarily take its throne, but carve out their own niche. And and so far, all of them have failed. I know. There's always the the game that's going to be like, always oh, is this game like is Division Two going to take away from the Destiny market? And it's like, well, and then you see all these Destiny players go play Division Two for like, and then they come back. Then they come back. Um, yeah. Now with Destiny, there's always the there's always going to be those people that have issues with everything in the game. And there are issues and there are always issues in destiny with, especially with Bungie and that no excuse for beyond light because there is a hefty amount of issues so much so that they did emergency maintenance today, Friday. What was um, that? The servers? No, no, it was, well, the servers are always shit when they have a big launch because they don't. What about the, PVP? I hear PVP is broken. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, darkness has has always been a thing in Destiny. They've always talked about it, but now your guardians can wield the power of darkness, and that is known as stasis. It is ice element, like the ice element, basically, galactic ice. And and you can freeze people in PvP, yeah. basically, and then kill them immediately. Yeah. So, I I mean, I played a little bit of PvP, and I didn't see why people are complaining about it that much. I got frozen a, a couple times. I it, saw a video of a guy um, who froze his opponent, flossed, and then killed him. Yeah, it's... If that happened to me, I would break my controller. <laughs> no, but the thing is, this whole thing is like, oh, it's supposed to be more powerful than than uh, the light, but it's pretty underwhelming. But that's besides the point. Destiny has always been... A go like if you it's one of those games where you can take a break and go back to it 
and enjoy the shit out of it again. That's what that's what's happening for me at least right now. Um, there's no other game that has come along that has had the sustainability and the insane. People can always say games are dead, and but you you see that every time Destiny launches a new big expansion like it just did there's always server problems why they can't get a hold of that shit is is beyond me it's beyond light no i'm just, okay <laughs> um but i i completely agree with this pick as number seven destiny there is a big okay. market for it and there's no other game that has really pushed its envelope and it is a big i mean borderlands 3 was like that pinnacle or borderlands two was like that pinnacle looter shooter and this gave it like a jrpg type of world in a uh is they're trying to try to they're trying to trying to trying to do uh, what world of warcraft does doing many updates throughout the year than one big release every year or so um and so basically what you're saying is i am three for four for picks that uh you just gone along with well that i had destiny around that too so i'm not i i'm three for four unopposed okay i'm uh i'm a fucking i'm a fucking uh fuck you okay you want to fuck me i fuck you a fuck on you fuck on you sorry if that was loud i hope we don't get canceled for that (laughs) anyway um my number six um okay I have two games for my number six, because I couldn't decide which one. Okay. Okay. Um, But it was a toss-up between Undertale and Mm -hmm. Celeste. Now, I never played Undertale. I did play Celeste. Okay. Both Both of these games are amazing. They're incredible indie games, and the reason I put them on the list is because I think more than any previous generation, um, this gen was filled to the absolute brim and stacked with terrific, amazing indie games. And not only do I think these two are the pinnacle, but I think Undertale in particular became so popular that um, I don't even know if you can call it an indie game anymore. But, like, Undertale in particular, like, was so good and so popular that it's like a whole boon just for all these indie games you know what's going to be the next undertale no i um i played celeste and i've watched a lot of celeste speedrunning specifically um i'd never played undertale but from what you're saying undertale is better than celeste um so i know you put a as like a one uh like a 6a 6b type of thing um because I, know... I think celeste is the better game Oh, okay. I think if people were to look back, this is my thing. If people are to look back 30 years from now and say, okay, let's learn about the history of 8th gen. Indie games, what was the best? I think Celeste. I mean, Celeste is the epitome of of an indie game. It is not overly flashy. It is pure platforming genius. With a Uh, story that a AAA game would never touch. Oh, no. Um, so what you're saying is let's go with Celeste as number six. I think we, I think we do a 6A, 6B situation. 
You you want to? Okay. Unless, unless you have something to counter. No, because I feel like indie games. When I was doing some some research, um, a lot of a lot of indie games, like that was one of the big hitting points of an eighth the eighth gen, was indie games were massive. I mean, you look at all these shows every year. There's always an indie game section now because every every year people look forward to indie games because a lot of people, including us, are tired of AAA games running the market and they want to. Yeah. I mean, look, I not... love AAA games, but at the end of the day, most of them are the same. Mm-hmm. So we're we're always looking for that. Yeah. You know. Indie look, AAA games are amazing. Um, and if you want your big budget blockbusters, that's where you're going to go. But at the end of the day, most of them play the same or extremely similar. Um, if you want your originality um, and you're, you're trying new things, you're you're going to want to go to indie games or double-A games. Mm-hmm. So we'll go but six Indie eight. games especially. Indie games especially have, uh, like, you know, like last gen, well, not last gen. Because last gen was eighth gen, the gen before seventh gen, you know, with the 360 and Xbox Live Arcade, like that's when people started discovering more indie games. But this is when eighth gen is when they really, you know, hit the big time, so to speak. I'm I'm glad you put this on on your list because I didn't have the balls to put it on my list. Yeah. Um, well, I got tons of balls. Yeah. Yeah, I got big balls. I got little tiny puny ones. I I, I have the biggest balls of all. <laughs> So we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll have no balls and put six A six B right. Yeah, six A six B. Okay. <laughs> and once again, I'm unopposed. Yeah, I told you. Okay. Um, my number five, I think, I think it's gonna remain unopposed because my number five is The Witcher Three. Um, I'm gonna counter you with a with Ooh. a game. Okay. Ooh, you're gonna counter The Witcher Three of all the games to counter. Yeah. Countering The Witcher Three. No, I don't have a problem with Witcher Three. Like I've, like I said, I've played like ten hours of it, and I'll continue to play it because I'm enjoying it so much. And what you'll find funny is the game I'm going to counter you with. If you listen to last week, it was on the most disappointing games. You're of... going to say Borderlands Three, aren't you? No, it's uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Ah, okay. Now Rockstar, a behemoth in the industry and a behemoth in storytelling and as great as gta is with uh with its storytelling and its vulgarity and craziness i don't think people thought oh you know what red dead redemption was unbelievable let's make our and then when they heard oh second one's coming out um people were stoked and then it finally came out and although it wasn't my cup of tea, the storytelling in it was movie-esque. Like, this is Oscar movie-esque. The acting, the storytelling, Listen, the game. Listen, like... I respect you countering The Witcher 3 with Red Dead. I'm going to tell you why I don't think Red Dead should be number five. Mm. I think sure. it should be higher. Oh, oh. Oh, Shashi Kant over here. I think Red Dead is higher. I think Witcher 3 is number 5. It is the best RPG of the generation. Um, no RPG um, has has come close 
um, to what The Witcher 3 has achieved in terms of, of quest design and morality and choices um, and story and um, very few open world games even. Okay. And I think when people look back 30 years from now, 8th gen, what's the one RPG they're going to talk about? It's going to be Witcher 3. And even without categorizing things, 30 years from now, when people talk about 8th gen, they're just going to mention Witcher 3 automatically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's number 5. And why do you think that Red Dead's higher? I think Red Dead is higher, and I'll let you know when I list Red Dead. Okay. I mean, it's hard. If we... The thing is, like... uh... We can uh, we can rearrange some things. We can take out Anthem if we really need to later on. If I disagree with Red Dead, because I feel like it'd be a shame if I were to counter Red Dead, your Red Dead, with something else. And well, and okay, Anthem I'll was on the you, list. I'll t- <laughs> I will. T- I'll tell you why I think Red Dead should be higher. Okay, Red Dead um, is a masterclass in storytelling. It's cinematic storytelling. Um, if this was a television show, it would win all of the Emmys. It would win all of the Golden Globes. If it was a movie, it would win all the Oscars. Um, it's a it's a masterclass in um, in game design. Um, yes, some people might say it's too slow, and they might be right. But at the same time, for what this game wanted to be, it achieves that spectacularly. This is Cowboy Simulator. You are not playing as Arthur Morgan. You are Arthur Morgan. Okay, okay, we'll go Witcher three because it'd be a shame if that's not on the list. Okay, Witcher three number five. I won, but I was opposed. You were opposed. I can't. I because I, it would be okay. it, I'd be super hard pressed to not to be like, no, nah, Red Dead's going to be on the list, and Witcher three not going to be on the list. And I feel like if if I my argument against Red Dead is successful, then we'll put Red Dead where Anthem is, and uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we'll take Anthem off. Uh, we're, yeah. we're making that now. The Red Dead has a spot on the list, guaranteed. It yeah, will it just... has a guaranteed spot on the list. Okay. What, so basically, what you're saying is, if your argument wins against where I actually want Red Dead, then Red Dead gets to cash in money in the bank on Anthem. Exactly. I, okay. I, we're we're coming up with rules as we go. And sorry, Hunter. I know you. Uh... Yeah, that's that's your fault for playing Destiny instead of recording. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But but I think I think it's fair because as as memorable as Anthem is and as as it's you know what I kind of agree when people look back on Eighth Gen they might talk about Anthem as a how it failed spectacularly and is the epitome of of trying to do a live service game and is the epitome of the Eighth Gen um, problem of we'll fix it after launch you know when our children have Redonkathons Matt um, they're going to yeah. be playing Anthem. <laughs> I don't think they'll be able to. I think the servers will be shut down. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, my number four is, uh, you might think it's a left field choice, okay? I'll tell you if it's a left. My number four is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you why I think this is a game that people will talk about when they're talking about 8th gen for years and years to come. This game, okay... First of all, this game exploded when it came out. Everybody was playing it. Everybody and their grandmothers was playing it. They were making their islands. 
okay? They were sharing it with each other. People were making real money on on the stock market by uh, trading their stocks in the game, which are vegetables, um, <laughs> which go for high prices in game. And if you had a, an island, if you had a high price for your stocks, you could charge people to come to your island so they could sell theirs. People were making real money doing this. Like there's actual economics in this game this game was huge um there was a talk show in the game somebody did a talk show in the game the screenwriter of, of star wars rogue one gary witta hosts a talk show in game live in game because everybody was in quarantine animal talking this game came out at the perfect time any game like this could ever be released ever this was a moment in history a moment in history that will forever be tied to Animal Crossing. When people talk about the 8th gen of gaming, they will talk about how Animal Crossing helped people in this time of crisis. And it will be looked upon in history as one of the turning points of, of, of the wider population viewing gaming as something that doesn't turn you into a mass murderer. Okay, I'm going to counter you with a um, very different game. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Monster Hunter World. Now you say, Jonah, remember when we played Monster Hunter World together? I say, yes, I do. Um, first of all, it's, <laughs> we, uh, we, should, we should have played it more because it's such a fantastic game. We and should have. I, I don't know why we stopped. I don't know why we stopped either. That's first of all, that's a testament to how good the game is and why it belongs on the list, especially at number four, as high as it was. Um, now, first of all, it's it's made by Capcom. Um, great, they they deserve a, a game on this list first and foremost. Second of all, it's it's a Monster Hunter game where I remember um, in the pre I can't even remember what the previous Monster Hunter World was because this is my first one and. Being the first one, you don't need any prior knowledge to to play any of the other ones. But this is like everything about this game was great. Once you get past the intro, which is a little daunting, um, it, it was great hunting. It's not just hunting monsters. There's there's like crafting. There's fishing. There's exploring, and there's so many fucking things to do. And it's constantly updated from a, on a weekly basis. It still is. I believe I haven't played it in like a couple months. Um, the game is just such a such a lovely game. Every monster is different. Every every time you uh, you fight some a monster, it's great. Monsters, great, great time. Monster Hunter World, great time. We're gonna go with Horizon because I can't think of anything else to say about it. <laughs> okay. Have, wait, so you're conceding defeat? Yeah, because I can't think of uh, like you have so many good reasons for. Uh, Listen, I, I will agree with you that Monster Hunter World is an amazing game, and we should play it again. I, I, but, but will people talk about it over Animal Crossing? No, because Animal Crossing was one of those games that came out like had a previous version that came out, and it was a long time until this version came out, and people were like hopping up and down like fucking eager eager beavers excuse me Phew, excuse me sorry about that um tight. thank you 
people were hopping up and down like Ever Beavers because they were. Jonah, can I just interrupt you? This was a test, okay? And you failed spectacularly. Never say thank you when someone says Gesundheit. Gesundheit is the Nazi way of saying thank, of saying bless you, okay? Never say thank you to someone who says bless you like a Nazi. Okay, sorry about that. Failed the test. Okay, failed the test. You're a terrible Jew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but people were hopping up and down on the, uh, like, Ever Beavers, waiting for this new Animal Crossing to come out. And even my mother is saying, oh, have you heard about Animal Crossing? It's not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I'll give it that. But uh, this game, I think... I love... Look, I love Monster Hunter World, and I respect you for trying to put it on this list. <laughs> if I could redo... If we can go back, like, 30 minutes, I'd be like, you know what? In, here's a Monster Hunter World, and I oppose your last argument or something, but it's tough when... Anthem? Well, it's, it, here's the thing. So far, every time I haven't opposed you, it's because I, I have it on my list. It's just I don't have my list in exact order. So it's like, uh... okay... Your your goal is, okay, you're going to make an argument of why it's on the list. And if and then I'll make an argument of why it might be higher, right? And Well, the main point is, okay, the main point of this is that I win. Anyway. Okay. So number four is Animal Crossing New Horizons. My number three is Breath of the Wild. Do you oppose this? Do you agree with this? Okay. Um, just say why it is number three. It's Zelda! Um, I think this game um, is uh, one of the best-made games, um, not just of the gen, of all time. Um, eighth gen was defined a lot by open-world games, very few of which have gotten it right and even fewer of which have gotten it as right as Breath of the Wild did. Um, this game was a revelation in every mm -hmm. way, from the way it told its story to the way it handled um, its game design, just to the way it, it, it just throws you into this open world and lets you figure things out yourself. Just just this magical moment of, of mystery and wonder as, you're, as Link awakens and you're told... Go forth. Now, I, I, of course, I have this on my list. This is my number one game of the generation. Oh, you had it at number one. Ooh. No, no, no. This I didn't. It was definitely going to be in my top three. But oh. these are these are the three games that I have remaining are were all going to be in my top three anyways. Okay. It's just this was definitely like, on my favorite games of the generation. It was number one for me. Okay. It was, it was the game that I couldn't put put down. It was a game where I literally did everything I could to extend the playtime because of how much I enjoyed this fucking game. And um, so you don't oppose it as number three? No, I don't oppose it as number three. I think that it could have gone. It could go higher. Um, I'm gonna put like, okay. I think it, 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 it it's it's good at number three, okay? Okay, okay. Um, my but don't say I, I did, don't Red say Dead I Redemption. didn't I didn't oppose it, okay? 
don't say you didn't oppose it. Yeah, because I just cause it's like you said it first, and then I agreed with you. I, there's no, no no need to say oh he conceded. It's just I. No, this one you, you didn't concede. The other ones you conceded. This one you didn't. Okay, um, Matt. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption is great. Yeah. But it belongs in that money money in the bank spot. Why? Okay. What do you have? What do you have above Red Dead Redemption at number two? Now this game is a game for everybody. It's a game for the senses. It's a game for the mind. It's a game with a very, very big skill gap and a room to grow that separates the men from the boys. Um, it takes something so simple, reinvents the wheel, and then shoves that wheel into some sort of fucking uh, crazy-ass vortex and blows your fucking mind. Okay. Garfield cart? Garfield cart. This is this is the third week in a row, man. Okay, it's. Hey, man, consistency. It 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 mixes games that I loved, games that you love, arcade games. You know, it is Rocket League, man. Rocket League is my number two. And you say, how could that be so high? Well, and, Rocket League. And you think Rocket League is better than Red Dead Redemption? I do. Really. You think Rocket League is more generation-defining than Red Dead Redemption 2? We can go... Like, if you've already beaten Red Dead Redemption, and as great as the storytelling is, it will go back to number 8 instead of Anthem. Trust... Don't worry about it, okay? What if we put Rocket League at number 8? We could do that. But what if I want my other game from number 1 as, like, number 8? Okay. How about this? This is what we'll do. I'm going to put Rocket League at number 8. Because I think Rocket League deserves a place on this list over Anthem. But I do not believe it is number 2. And then, we'll each go with our number 1s. We'll pick one. And then we'll see if we have to rearrange the list. Okay, can I just say that Rocket League takes soccer, which you hate. Yeah. I hate watching it and playing it. But I like it... Mario Strikers. Well, yeah. And FIFA, you know, the old FIFA Street games. I like a fun soccer game. Um, which Rocket but, League is. Which Rocket League is. And every, yeah. every, any day you can go into it and pick it, pick up your control and be like, oh, let's go play some Rocket League. And we'd have a great time playing Rocket League for hours. We could go hours. Yeah. Hell's Grannies, number one. Hell's Grannies, baby. And... That's just a definition of a great game. And looking back on it, it's just the epitome of like a perfect storm when it comes to video gaming. It, it, it's not overly complicated. It's so simple, yet it works so well, and it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish okay. I knew what your number one was, because if it's like God of War or something, or like Last of Us, or like Uncharted 4, it's like, how am I supposed to fucking know, dude? It, it is God of War. My number one is God of War. Okay. Let me hit you with uh, with uh, a rebuttal. Okay? Okay. You haven't even heard why my number one is God of War. Okay, why is it God of War? Okay, because God of War, much like you said Rocket League is the perfect storm, God of War is the perfect storm of everything that 8th gen 
will ever be remembered for other than live service okay it is the best triple-a game of the generation okay it's open world it's not full open world but it's open just enough that you can go off and explore but it does it properly where it doesn't fill you with nonsense right if you want to go off and explore you can and there's tons of stuff to find and tons of stuff to explore and tons of stuff to upgrade and tons of tons of stuff to do if you just want to follow the story you can do that too the story itself is amazing the story itself is is an oscar worthy story much like red dead redemption um and the way it's told um is completely innovative and original and um it it, it pushed the medium of video games forward by having the entire game as one cinematic long take no cuts at all throughout the entire game this game is the perfect storm of AAA game design. This game is the perfect storm of, of showing people the medium and the art form of video games and why they should be taken just as seriously as any other art form. This is a game that we talked about for decades to come. You might be right. But I think no one else deserves to be at number one when it comes to video games than my boy Mario. Now, I, I know what all, everything you say about God of War is true, okay? I, I know that. And being someone that hasn't played it, it is hard for me to gauge. But there's something about a 3D Mario. Every console... Everyone looks forward to the 3D Mario. First of all, everyone looks forward to it. When it first came, first Super Mario 64. Absolutely, I'll gener- generation defining. Super Mario 64 was generation defining. Video game defining. Yeah. And then it was Super Mario Sunshine, and the people were like, okay, so they can do this 3D Mario thing well, and then. Now we're going to look forward to every single Super Mario 3D game that comes out. And then it was Galaxy, Galaxy 2, and Super Mario World. And they don't make this shit all the time. So when a super, a 3D Super Mario game comes out, it is scrutinized for how good it is. And Super Mario Odyssey lives up to that scrutiny. It is a near-perfect game. There's some flaws here and there. But I it's agree. A, it's a near-perfect game. And it's a Mario game that that reinvents the wheel, the wheel. Yet is so familiar that you can just pick it up and be like, "Damn, this is Mario at its greatest." And it 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 builds onto that legacy of 3D Mario games that has has is so rich with greatness. And that's why I think it deserves to be number one. I think it deserves to be on the list more than Zelda does, because it is Mario. So, okay. So you think we should replace Zelda? No, I think that Mario should be number one, and we should... Uh... Okay. Now listen, everything you said about Mario Odyssey is true. But, and this is the big but, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the Mama June-sized but. <laughs> okay. And that is that as great as Mario Odyssey is... As wonderful as that game is. And yes, 30 years from now, when people talk about 8th Gen, they'll absolutely be talking about Mario Odyssey in that discussion. 
but I don't think it cracks the top 10. Because for as amazing as a Mario experience it is, and as it, it's the most fluid and precise Mario has ever been, and yes, Cappy is a, a wonderful gameplay mechanic and addition, I don't think anything about it really screams this is 8th gen. When people talk about what 8th gen was and what 8th gen was about and, and what were the trends in 8th gen, what were the norms in 8th gen, what were the innovations in 8th gen, I don't think Mario goes into those categories. I think it goes into the category of one of the best games of 8th gen. I really do. Um, and it, it's definitely one of the best Mario games. I don't think it's the best 3D Mario game, but it's definitely up there. But I just don't think that when we're talking about what made 8th gen, 8th gen, I don't think it checks enough boxes. I feel like you, what you're saying relates more to Super Mario 3D World, which was not 8th gen. But this Odyssey is <clears throat> is very different. I I am I am not talking about Super Mario 3D World. No, I, no, I know that, but I I think that if you're gonna push God of War, which I haven't played, so I have no right to say, give an opinion on it, um, and I trust your opinion with a very high standard. That's why there's a lot of times where I agree with you or I concede. It's not because I'm a beta bitch; it's because I value Matt's opinion. Um, but this has to push something else off the list if it's and it, it can't be Fortnite because Fortnite is firmly in that number 10 spot I genuinely do not believe Mario Odyssey can push anything off this list what's number 9 again Overwatch oh fuck so, uh, I'd rather have uh, Mario go into n number 8 than Rocket League but Okay, let's look at this list right now. Let's assume right now that this is a top 11 generation-defining games. Mm -hmm. Mario comfortably is at number 11, okay? Number 10 is Fortnite, generation-defining. The ninth most generation-defining game, Overwatch. Eighth, Rocket League. Seven, Destiny. Six, A, Undertale. Six, B, Celeste. Five, Witcher 3. Four, Animal Crossing. Three, Breath of the Wild. Two, Red Dead. One, God of War. I don't think... I, it, on that list, out of to be honest, it, it I'd take off Animal Crossing over Mario Odyssey. Just because... as as I don't think people are going to look back on 8th on, uh, Gen and be like, oh, Animal Crossing was so generation-defining. Whereas when it comes to Nintendo... Every generation is defined by a 3D Zelda game and a 3D Mario game. And maybe not so much for the other consoles, but definitely for Nintendo. If, you know, you look at Wii U, right? That The, the 3D Mario game on the Wii U was... Who wants to look at the Wii U? ...was Super Mario World. And that's just a testament. Not that it's a bad 3D Mario. It's 3D just Mario the, World? 
yeah, it's just not, not Super Mario World is for the Super Nintendo. No, 3D, 3D, what 3D is it? World. Super 3D Mario World. 3D World. Super Mario Super... 3D World is fantastic. I know that, but it's not as good as something like Sunshine 64 Odyssey or Galaxy Nothing is games. as good as Sunshine. I know, I know. But I think that every generation for Nintendo is, is judged by Mario and Zelda. No, nothing more, nothing less. And everything on top of that is just a caveat. I will wow. accept putting Mario at number four. Oh, will you? I will. I think that Animal Crossing is fantastic. And it deserves a spot on, like, an honorary spot. We'll have one honorable mention. It'll be Animal Crossing. <laughs> honorable mention, Animal Crossing. Because it defined the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. Okay. So this is our final list of the top 10 games that defined the 8th generation. Sadly, Fortnite. Fortnite. (laughs) Overwatch. Rocket League. Destiny. Undertale slash Celeste. The Witcher 3. Mario Odyssey. Breath of the Wild, Red Dead Redemption, and number one, God of War. Which I look forward to playing when I finally get my PlayStation 5. Bro, you have to get a PS5. The controller is amazing. I heard about that. I heard that's the best part about the... It's so fucking cool. Like, what's, what is it? <laughs> like I. Okay. Is so it distracting? Because sometimes, like... So when... far, it hasn't been distracting. Um, I can see in a situation if if a dev decides to overdo it, it could become distracting. But so far, out of the games I've played, it has not become distracting. But so basically what it is, is so first off, it has haptic feedback, um, which the Nintendo Switch has, but this does it better. So like, for example, if you're playing a game, I was playing Astro's Astro's Playroom. Which is like a... Like a, it's a packing specific, it's, it's, specifically made for that. It's specifically though. made to show off the the capabilities, right? But so in this game, right? So if if you're walk if I'm walking on like, on like glass, the controller will vibrate differently than when I'm walking on on snow. Mm-hmm. Right? Or like for example, even like, like even in the main menu, right? Um. And I, you know, it's not going to do this in the main menu for other games, but in the main menu for this game, because it's made to show off the controller. In the main menu for this game, the the title was being highlighted, right? Mm-hmm. From like from one end to the other, it kind of like it was like flowing, right? And then as it was doing that, the controller vibrated in tandem with it, so the vibration moved from the left side of the controller to the right side. That's cool. I don't think um, it's it's ground like well, I know it, people are saying this is the best part of the PlayStation Five. It's very it's very it's very hard to for you to get a grasp of, of how cool it is by someone explaining it to you. No, I know. Like I don't like I don't like when I'm playing a game and the Xbox controller's triggers vibrate because it bothers the shit out of me. No, I don't want you, no. You have to feel it. You have to feel this in your hands. Mm-hmm. Whenever um, COVID's over, I'll come over, or maybe I'll before then I'll get a PlayStation Five. Yeah, who knows when? By the t- yeah, console wars are over though, not for PlayStation but for Xbox. 
There's no console wars. There's no console wars for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I beg to Do you think the people who do you think the people who work at PlayStation who really love video games don't buy Xbox games that they like? I I think that of course the higher they do. ups at PlayStation are super competitive, greedy got people. I doubt it. Phil Spencer owns every console and a PC. That's because Phil Spencer is just the nicest guy, bro. Because Phil Spencer's a gamer. Everybody at any of these corporations that is a gamer. Do you think if somebody who works at Nintendo who's a gamer isn't going to play Halo just because he works at Nintendo? No. I think that people should be privileged that a company like Microsoft and a company like Sony are making consoles because they don't have to. Especially Microsoft because they are they don't need the Xbox to be successful. Yeah. Um, anyway, it... it it's it's hard to explain. It you have to feel it in your hands, but then and there's also the triggers, which are also terrific. Mm-hmm. They're like they like for example, like for example in Spider-Man, right? The te- dependent on like the tension of the triggers will change based on your webs and stuff like that, right? Or if you're like, I I don't have Call of Duty, but uh, apparently. Um, all like all the weapons all like the triggers feel differently depending on what weapon you're using and stuff like that it's really cool i think that's cool but not it's it's not something that i i i see wow that's gonna really change my mind into it's like because i know a lot of a lot of people that i play with play without vibration because it bothers them no this is so much better than regular vibration no i know i know but it's look when my Xbox look when I'm playing Avengers and my Xbox controller spazzes out, <laughs> vibrating while I'm jumping around. Yeah, it annoys the shit out of me. But uh, this is so much. Di- this is it's not even comparable to normal vibration. Mm-hmm. I just I, I mean vibration for the longest time like it doesn't bother. Like, the only time like I'm... it doesn't like you're thinking like it's fully vibrating. The whole it's not. No, I know it's like. I, it's I've... like it's like light it's like little light you know touches how um and then the the consoles also right. i think both like cons- a, i need i need, a, a I need scene, to get a playstation because um... there's a part of there's a part of astro's playroom where on the screen it shows your it, it shows a controller it shows a ps5 controller on the screen being filled up with you know astro you know little astro robots and then astro's when you shake play come yeah, but then and then when you shake the controller, like it vibrates in a way that feels like you're shaking like a a jar filled with little tiny robot toys. That's pretty cool. Kind of like the uh, like the Switch, like the yeah. Joy Cons. Yeah, like the the Joy the Joy Cons and the Switch Pro Controller also have haptic feedback, which is the same concept, but it's it it's it's way better on the PS5 controller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know you have to feel it for yourself. Is it like, oh my god, I need a PlayStation so I can get this haptic feedback, or is it like, yeah, it's it's a cool addition, but I mean, if you're buying a console just based on the controller, I, I'll call you an idiot no matter what. <laughs> but no, because I was idiot? watching the uh, like IGN review and the people are like, the biggest surprise, he's like, the biggest surprise is the DualShock controller, and it's like, yeah, it looks pretty cool, but I'm not gonna get a console yeah. based on the no, controller. That's the thing. Nobody in their right mind is going to buy a console based on the controller. And if you do, more power to you, but that's a dumb reason to buy a console. Having said that, um, 
it is a game changer. Mm-hmm. For the games that utilize this thing properly, which I assume most obviously every PlayStation exclusive will. I don't know how I don't know how much the third parties will support it. Um but for the games that will support this, this thing it 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 just it really enhances and improves and it just it's a game changer. Well, I think that if I if and when I get a PlayStation 5, that's the only games I'm going to get is the exclusives. Everything else is the Xbox because that's my main console, but I think so far so good. Ninth gen. Yeah. Having a good time. But yeah, I think if you're if 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 you're on the fence, um which console do I get? Yeah, the PS5 controller is cool, but don't be like, well, I'll get a PS5 then for the controller. Like that shouldn't be the, <laughs> that shouldn't be the deciding factor. Sure, factor that into your decision, but it shouldn't be the main reason. Like, well, I've weighed all my options and they're about even, but oh, controller, getting the PS5. Okay. No, if your friends are on Xbox, just get an Xbox. If if you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you look, and if you if, really if, want to play the PlayStation exclusives, then get a PlayStation. You know, later on down the line, when there's more exclusives and it's on sale. Like if your friends are on Xbox and they all want to play with you, just get an Xbox. Don't buy a PlayStation just for. The, don't abandon your friends just because of the controller. If yeah. you don't care about PlayStation exclusives, don't buy a PlayStation just because of the controller. Also, look down the line and see, both consoles have a slew of exclusives that look pretty spicy. Um, and if, if 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 you haven't gotten a console yet, and if you're thinking about, listen, there's plenty of time to wait. Um, they're both great. I love them both. But if I'm if I'm being honest and realistic, there's really no reason to get either of them right now. Unless you really need that load yeah. time. Unless you really really have to have the newest tech immediately, or you really really want those load times. There's no shame in just waiting. I mean, like yeah. PS5 has, you know, PS5 has Spider-Man and 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 Sackboy and and Demon Souls, but two of those three you can still buy on PS4 and you'll get the free upgrade whenever you decide to get a PS5. Like, there's really no unless you really really must play Demon Souls. There's no reason. There's no reason to get a PS5 on launch. And don't mm-hmm. don't pay five hundred dollars plus tax just to play Demon Souls, <laughs> um, you know. Just just wait until it, it goes on sale. Wait until there's more stuff out. You know, if you're on the fence about Xbox and you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, just all the games you can buy, play on your Xbox One, and then eventually, whenever you decide to get the new one, whenever you're ready, free upgrade. Um, there's no shame in waiting. No, I know. Can I can I just say one thing? Yeah. Playing the Series X, I not not my eyes are are great. My eyes are great. I, I want to make that clear. Um, but unless I had a literal Xbox One versus Xbox Series X, I'd be like, yeah, these graphics look look great. But do I notice an insane difference? Probably not, unless I had it side by side. The load times, on the other hand, that is the biggest difference. Well, you've only played Destiny, right? No, I've played Destiny and and um and Apex, but the just did the. Either, did, 
the look the main graphical difference you'll see this gen is ray tracing that's true but ray tracing in and 4k if you weren't playing in 4k before but not everybody notices that but the main thing you'll the main the main improvement graphically you'll see is is ray tracing other than that it, the big thing is 60 fps the thing is um with with like the menus and the screens and everything i've had to do a lot i my xbox has been acting silly no wired connection for some reason fixed it um however uh yeah the the transition from screen to screen is much smoother and the it's crazy because the the new controller is much more responsive like there's I no love the new, i love the new xbox controller it's so it's, it's such a minimal difference but it is very it just feels good it feels oh, good i listen after using the D-pad of the new Xbox controller, oh, I can't dude. go back. It's such. It, it might be one of the best D-pads I've ever used. It feels it it to you know you didn't think you needed diagonal directional, but you know we're talking about DualSense and how innovative it is, and we're then we're talking about Xbox controller how the D-pad's so great, but it listen, it is a big listen, difference. Listen, a D-pad is very important. Right? If you don't look, use your the, the DualSense is an amazing controller and the D-pad is fine. They didn't really change the D-pad, but the D-pad on the Series X controller is so fucking good. Okay, <laughs> it's first of all it's concave, so your thumb just rests in it. Okay, it's it it's 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 got the diagonals. It's like a it reminds me if if I think so far the I think if you're gonna ask me right now what's the best D-pad of all time, it's probably gonna be the Sega Genesis. <laughs> But, but this Series X controller is given the is given that a run for its money because it it's very much reminds me of the Genesis D-pad, but if the Genesis D-pad was made in 2020, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so good. It's such a good D-pad, and I love that the I love that it's textured. The controller, uh, the whole controller is textured, and usually you have to pay I, I some that. fucking extra like grip on the Elite controller that costs like three hundred dollars. Yeah. I, I love that it's textured. Now I need to get that blue one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to make yeah. a loose blue. Okay. I'm not. I would get the blue one, but uh, I'm just gonna wait until Design Labs opens up again, and then I'll design my own. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, so that We've does We've been it. rambling just a little bit. Yeah. Well, but anyway, so that's it. Those are the the top ten games that defined the eighth generation of gaming. And with that, the eighth gen is officially over. The ninth gen has officially begun. It's it's so far yeah. so good, baby. Oh, yep. loving that so shit, far, dog. So good. Before we end, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Jonah, I. I'm bringing back pointless recommendations. God, you can't hear what This is a... Spurred spurred on me, you know? Yeah, I spurred it on you. So, listen. This was a spur-of-the-moment thing. I spurred it on you, okay? I spurted it all over you, okay? Right all over your face. I spurted this on you. Um, So don't feel feel bad. Don't feel pressured to have your own recommendation for me. And I actually, my pointless recommendation, I already recommended to you the other day over text. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just recommending this to you again, just to drive it into your skull, and also to recommend this to the listeners, because I believe <laughs> all of the listeners should also watch this. 
Okay. Okay? And I'm recommending you and I'm recommending all the listeners go on to Netflix and watch Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Okay. You, you okay. told me about this. Yes. This is a, this is a sketch comedy show um, from the Australian comedy troupe Auntie Donna. Um, if you haven't heard of them, they've been doing uh, they've been doing uh, they they have a, a YouTube channel actually, and they've been they've been having sketches on there for uh, some years now. Um, but they got a Netflix show, and um, and it's it's absolutely hilarious. This thing's fantastic. Um, each episode is all the sketches of each episode are are very very extremely loosely connected together um, by a theme um, that's revealed at the top of the episode and it's this is it's just balls to the wall absurdist surrealist comedy it it's fantastic it's very hard to describe this genre of comedy it, it's so outrageous Australia. and so random yeah, Australian. It uh, it's like it's like a little bit of Key and Peele. It's like a little bit of Monty Python. It it's it's like a little bit of of Mad TV. Um, mix them all together. Throw in some crack cocaine. It's incredible. It's absolutely hilarious. Okay, everybody should go watch it. Everybody, everybody who's listening to this, everybody who can hear my voice right now. Go on Netflix and watch Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. It's six episodes, which is a crime because it should be more. <laughs> it's six half-hour episodes. It's 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 incredible stuff. I I feel like if I were to come up with uh, something, I, it would be uh, it wouldn't be fair because I'd be it would be uh, yeah. Spur Don't the feel moment. pressured. Don't feel pressured. I spurred this on you. But uh, yeah, everybody, everybody on your free time, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Oh, I so with that, Matt. Yeah. Well, there's also these... lots of there's also lots of celebrity, you know, famous uh, famous American comedian cameos as well. Mm-hmm. There's an Ed Helms appearance. There's a Weird Al appearance. There's a Homelander appearance. <laughs> well, he isn't he Australian? He's yeah, he's from New Zealand. There's a there's a Jack Quaid a, a, appearance. It's it's fun all around, not for the whole family because there's lots and lots of swearing. <laughs> That's what uh, Saturday Night Live's missing, vulgarity. Yeah, it's 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 so good. It's, it's incredible. Everybody okay. watch it. I might just anyway. have to. With yeah. the boys. Yeah, watch it. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Jonah, I I, I, I feel it in my head that this is a show that, that that you and the boys will enjoy. Maybe not your mom, but definitely the others. Okay. I um I will suggest it to the boys. And we shall see. Yeah. You remember that subway sketch I sent yeah. you? Yeah. Okay, Matt, with that. Yeah. With that, we bid you adieu. Unless you want to get in touch with us on social media, in which case you can do that. Why don't we tell you how? 
Yeah, before we forget. Yeah. I am Twitter and Instagram at Jonah is gracious. And I am Twitter and Instagram at Real M Fresh. And Hunter. Main... Hunter is Twitter and Instagram at the Hunter Bishop. And 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 he's who you're going to want to follow. You're going to want to follow all three of us. But if you can only follow one of us, follow Hunter. Because he is the real host of this podcast. So if you want to know any details or deets about the podcast, about where you can listen to the podcast. Although if you're already listening to the podcast, you should know where to listen to it. Um, but anything you could want to know about the podcast, about future episodes, about past episodes, you're going to want to follow Hunter. Because it's his podcast. It's not my podcast. It's not Jonah's podcast. We're just helping out a friend by guest hosting for him. So we didn't really tweet about the podcast. But you can follow us if you want uh, if you want to learn about our personal lives. But not really, because we don't tweet about our personal lives. Very rare. We tweet about other things. Yeah, on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, other pop Hunter. culture things. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Hunter doesn't just tweet about the podcast. Don't get that mistaken. He tweets about other things as well. But in addition to tweeting things about himself and his opinions and his witticisms and his anecdotes all of which you should follow because he is a phd he also tweets about the podcast we don't tweet about the podcast hunter tweets about the podcast so follow hunter at the hunter bishop on twitter and at the hunter bishop on instagram and yeah yeah and follow me at, at real m fresh and follow jonah at jonah is gracious and go watch auntie donna's big old house of fun and we'll be mighty gracious of you it would be gracious of you. So, thanks for sticking around yeah. on our trilogy of Generation 8. Yeah, and if you don't agree with any of our top 10 lists, feel free to let us know. Send us death threats, please. Yeah, tell us how stupid and idiotic our lists are. Tell us how dumb we are for putting blah 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 in rank blah blah blah. <laughs> Or tell us how we're not real gamers because we didn't put blah 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 on the list instead of blah blah blah. Yeah, all you yeah. Last of Us 2 fans out there saying, how is that not on the list? Yeah, I'll tell you how it's not on the list because it's not as good as the first one. And it's not your list. But if it is your list, yeah. and you want to put it on your list, please, Go we'd right love ahead. to hear it. Put we'd it on your list, it. put it on your list, and then tell us where on your list you put it, and then tell us what surrounds it on the list because we want to know the whole list. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Send us your lists. All of them. Even you, Oscar Schindler. We want your <laughs> list as well. <laughs> That's okay. That about does it. Wrap up. Your culture has been popped by Hunter Bishop. This has been a Rongo Productions podcast. 